Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I am a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So come on, grab your coffee, have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life application of what it truly means to being love in action. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in with us on today. We're always so excited. I'm always so excited every week that I come in and and share with you. I feel like I'm coming back to family. Amen. And I just thank you for all of the first time listeners who may be on the podcast today. We thank you for coming in and tuning in. We pray that as a result of what you hear, uh, you are blessed. And, you know, if you want to go in and check out more of our uh, previous podcast, you can also do that as well. And for all of our returning listeners, thank you. Thank you for tuning in with us week after week and just being part of what God is doing here through the Being Love in Action podcast. Amen. This week, we got a special um you know, all of the word of God is special as far as I'm concerned, right? We know that. And 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 this week, I want to jump into a topic that God really blessed me with. And as I've really been studying this, this text and just getting into it, I want to talk to you today about the topic on how to thrive in the lion's den. The topic today is how to thrive in the lion's den. And we're coming from Daniel 6 the sixth chapter. Amen. And that entire chapter, I'm going to be pulling out some verses, but we're focusing on Daniel in the sixth chapter. And for those of you you who are familiar, and some of you may not be familiar, that's why I'm always trying to make sure there's enough understanding for anyone that jumps in and wants to get an understanding of the text. Daniel six, we know, happens where Daniel, who is a a governing body within the Babylonian culture, he has been placed, he is a captive of Jewish descent that was captive, uh, taken captive with all of the other Jewish people into Babylon. And as a result of being in captivity, he was of royal nature in a sense. He, He was very well educated, learned, but most of all, Daniel was truly anointed by God. And he, in this new place, uh, he had found favor because of God's anointing in his life. Amen. And so as a result of that, Daniel was placed in position of power. It was the king and then it was three persons under the king and then everyone else. And Daniel was one of those top tier governing uh, governors of connected to the king. So he, the only person that he answered to was the king and under David, I'm sorry. And under Daniel were what was called satraps. They were like governors of their areas. Amen. They were the, the head of whatever governing body. So if you want to think about it in today's time, it, it was almost like they were the mayors of their cities or their provinces. And they answered to Daniel, depending on the area that they were in, because it was Daniel and two other governors that, um, had control over the other provinces and then they were divided under each one of those governors. Correct. Okay. And so Daniel was the one was one that we're talking about today because he was the only one, of course, that was not an, an, an actual Babylonian. He was from a whole nother culture. And isn't that amazing? He did not look like them. He did not talk like them naturally. Now, I'm quite sure because he was learned and educated, he learned 
the language. He probably already knew the language. Uh, he knew the history of the culture and all of that because he had to learn that in order to be where he was as far as in power. But he did not look like them. He did not dress like them. And if you read the story of Daniel in the book of Daniel, when he became captive and he was taken into the king's palace, uh, he even changed his diet back to he. he I'm not going to say changed. He never transitioned to the diet of the king or the diet of the Babylonians because now that he was in the palace he you know they were given certain they were given choice meats and all of that but Daniel kept to his Jewish tradition and the Levitical uh, standards of eating so even though he was in this new place, he was in this new this new country with all of these new um, and, and, and some would consider exciting, all of these new things going on. He kept to the strip script of God. He kept to what he knew was right. He kept to what he knew was holy in the sight of God. He kept to the very integrity of the God that he served. So here was Daniel, this young man who had been placed in a power of position. And I know you may say, you know, you titled it how to thrive in the lion's den. So what do you mean, woman of God? How do you thrive? That's that's an oxymoron. You know, thriving in a lion's den, it doesn't make sense because ultimately when you think of a lion's den, you think of a place of death. You think of a place that is meant to to kill you. Uh, remember when a person was sit, put in a lion's den uh, back in those days, uh, uh, many Christians uh, were placed in uh, arenas where the, the lions would come out and eat them uh, or in dens. It was almost like a, it was a sort of uh, execution. It was, it was meant to kill them. It was not meant to entertain. It was meant to kill them. So the lion's den was not a place uh, that was considered a nice place. Uh, it was not even a place you would survive. So how in, in, in all honesty, can you thrive in a lion's den? Well, beloved of God, I'm glad you asked, but you got to know three important things in order for you to be able to thrive in the lion's den. You must know who, be confident of who is in power. Listen, beloved of God, there is always a natural power, which is, the, I'm talking about uh, the, 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 the government or the ruling body and or who is in power in that situation naturally. But you always got to understand that for every natural thing, there is a supreme supernatural. Amen. And I'm talking about God. You must be confident confident of who is in power. The second thing is you got to also be confident of your personal relationship to the person in power. Oh, beloved of God, you got to know. You got to know the natural person. You got to know your relationship with that natural entity. And you got to know your relationship with the spiritual entity. Beloved of God, if there's no relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, can I tell you something, beloved of God? You will not thrive in the lion's den. That is a disclosure. I'm just going to put it out there very early. If you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus as your personal savior and beloved of God, if the Holy Spirit does not live in you, which is guaranteed when you become a believer in Christ, it says the Holy Spirit will be left unto you. If you don't have that, you won't survive. So I, you won't thrive. Excuse me. So I just want you to know up front, this is not for everybody, but it is for everybody if you willing to come into the lion's den and know who's in power beloved of God and the last thing you gotta know you gotta know where where I want you to hear me you gotta be confident in where your current position is in regards to your circumstances beloved of God that's important because sometimes the circumstances we're in like Daniel had nothing to do with us doing anything necessary 
necessarily wrong, but they get you on a technicality. Ooh, beloved of God. Do you know the enemy is always roaming to and fro, seeking whom he could devour? He's not looking to devour you if you're not powerful. He's not looking to devour you if your prayer life is not a prayer life. See, if you're praying and you're having problems praying, understand, beloved of God, there's power in your prayers because the enemy is seeking how to devour you. So understand when you are in the will of God for your life, the enemy is always roaming to and fro, seeking whom he can devour. Now understand, beloved of God, there are so many texts that puts us in the position to be reminded of who we are. I love the word of God when it says, when the psalmist says, who am I that God is mindful of me? Beloved of God, we are the ones who were created in the very image of God. So yes, he is mindful of you. He is mindful of me in the moments when we have den situations. Oh, beloved of God, don't you know what the word says? It says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Listen, Daniel was did nothing wrong. And I, and I said the last thing was where being confident in your position, understanding your circumstances. Was it a legal circumstance that got you in the position where you're in the den, where you're in the lion's den? Or, or was it someone else's decision? Maybe it was your boss. Maybe it was your spouse, a family member. Somebody put you in a trick bag. You know, it was something I was watching on, on, on a YouTube or something. I saw somebody sent it to me. I can't remember how it go and it was a young man that was playing a a prank on his grandmother right and he's driving the car and his granny is sitting there talking to him and you know they're having a conversation and then he says to his grandmother he says granny uh uh he began to drive a little faster he thought and then the grandmother kind of looks at him and and she's saying what's wrong and he said granny i gotta i gotta hurry up and and go the police is behind me and she said what you talking about he said i let my cousin use my car yesterday and he left some drugs up in my car granny said oh lord get me out of this car i don't want to go to jail i don't want to go to jail for drugs and so now this woman who was up in her age now y'all it was a prank it was hilarious if i if i say that it was so funny because if you would have seen the look on this woman's eyes but face but she was she was terrified she was terrified that her grandson had placed her in a position where legally she could go to jail she could lose her freedom not because of something she did but because of something someone else did and her grandson tells her you know i got it and he's speeding up the car and he she said throw it out so he's throwing stuff out the car as if he's throwing drugs out the car but remember there was nothing in the car it was just him playing a prank on his grandmother now some people may say that's kind of a distasteful pranker but i tell you it was hilarious in and granny apparently they do skits and stuff so it wasn't you know something that she wasn't aware of but but there are some so i shared that that story with you because there are some situations in life that we get placed in precarious situations that are not as a direct result of ourselves but of someone else so we got to know who be confident in who is in power we got to be confident in what our per- personal relationship is to the one in power. And then we got to know where, where our position is in our situation. How do we see it? What is, what is the position? What is the stance? Amen. So here was Daniel 
as I'm looking into the, you know, Daniel and the lion's den and I'm saying, okay, God, uh, you know, help me out with this because uh, this is a little bit uh, a strange, you know, we're talking about thriving in the lion's den, thriving in the lion's den. And when I begin to research about the lion's den, I understood, I don't know if someone already knew this. I'm quite sure some of you are listening already knew this because I have a lot of very intellectual people that listen to this podcast, right? Amen. And so lions do not live in a den. Lions live normally under the shady trees in Africa, right? You know, I know we've seen all the movies and we've seen and, you know, even when we go to zoos, we see these dens, these supposed to be natural uh, habitats, but they're really unnatural because that's they've taken the animals really out of their physical habitat. But that's that's for another story. So anyway, here I learned that a den was a place where only when the lioness is giving birth to her cubs, she goes and finds shelter. I want you to catch that word. She goes to find shelter in a den or lair. And she goes in there to get away from the rest of the pride to take refuge in the den in order to protect her young cubs. And the only way she there is a ruckus that will happen in the den with the lioness in it is someone comes in there and there is harm that's going to be brought to her cubs. Oh, beloved of God, that should make you want to shout. That makes me want to shout because the very place that we have been taught is to meant to destroy us or to bring us death. The lion's den is not meant for you to, to die, but it is meant to, for you to thrive. I must say it again. The lion's den was never meant to be a place to cause you to die. It was meant to be a place to allow you to thrive. The lion went into a place uh, that we call a den but it's also considered to be a place of shelter and she goes into this place of shelter to bring in new life uh, oh beloved of God uh, do you hear what I'm saying the shelter is a place uh, not only of protection uh, but it is a place of rebirthing uh, oh some of us have been in a den in our lives uh, and those around us uh, and those connected to us thought we were going to die but some of us on this podcast if you could tell your testimony you'll be able to say that in the lion's den you found a place of refuge oh beloved of God I'm getting excited on the podcast today see you don't understand when I get excited I'm getting excited because if you only knew part of my story You'll understand why I'm so excited about the word of God. Oh, do you understand, beloved of God? God always shows us over and over and over again of how much he loves us. Oh, beloved of God. Remember what the word of God says. It says no weapon formed against us will prosper. I know we say it all the time. But do we really understand what God is saying to us? Understand in the lion's den, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. But in that place, the weapon had formed. Oh, listen, when the lion's den was formed, it was meant to cause death. Can I can I just go a little bit deeper with you on today? It says that the lioness finds shelter. Den can be word den can be can be transposed with the word shelter. Amen. I want to go to Psalms ninety one. Oh, beloved of God, you know it is a a wonderful thing when we can go to the Word of God and we can begin to see the manifestation of the blessings of God through the Word that inspires that gives us a truth that gives us understanding oh beloved of God oh thank you Lord Jesus and so the lioness finds shelter in the lion's den Psalms 91 1 through 4 it says Whoever dwells in the shelter, I want to transpose shelter and put den right there. Whoever 
dwells in the den place of refuge are you with me today of the most high will find rest oh do you do you understand what it's saying let, let, let me give you a little information it says rest means to find stress free rest means to recover to strength recover your strength it means to relax and in the noun verbiage of it it says to be placed or supported so as to stay in a specific position oh <laughs> beloved of God do you understand that when you dwell in the den of the almighty that not even the lions can tear you apart because it is God who will close the mouth of the lion the very thing that was meant to destroy your life God is still in control Oh, beloved, can I can I get to Daniel? I know I get so excited, but I got to get to Daniel. So if it hasn't already begun to make sense to you, that it's beginning to form in your mind. Remember, I want you to get what I said in the beginning that we are how to thrive in the lion's den. So here are uh, is Dave Daniel, the man of God who has been found to be a man of integrity. You know, um, being in, in a new place or being in the pagan world, because if you don't realize it or not, uh, 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 we are in a pagan nation right now. We, you know, God has been taken out of everything. If you read the Bible, you'll see the prophecies coming to pass. He says it's like a modern Sodom and Gomorrah. You see the things that are right or the, the things that are wrong are made to be right. The things that are right are made to be wrong. Many believers are falling away from the word. You got many Christians now that are practicing a, 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 a different accentual religion now. They're, they're mixing the religion of God and they're mixing witchcraft and they're mixing all of these new wave things in it. And they're taking what's sacred to God and they are infiltrating it with pagan gods. Oh, beloved, it's not me uh, pay attention to what's going on in the world they're talking about uh, why many are falling away from the church but the word said that the day would come when many will fall away from the truth uh, you see uh, the hearts of those uh, who are to be the beloved of God uh, hearts are hardened there is no love uh, there is no kindness uh, there is no Jesus uh, there is no father there is no Holy Spirit because if you operate in the spirit of God you must operate in a spirit of love beloved of God where there is no love there is not God where there is no love there is not Holy Spirit where there is no love there is no Jesus Christ so here Daniel this man of God placed in a position as a ruler, a man of God who was known to be one who stuck to the regimen of his God. See, there will come a time, believers in Christ, uh, you know, I know some of y'all, everybody want to be a pastor or apostle and an evangelist and a minister and a prophet, uh, but there will come a time soon and very soon where having a title on your name attached to Christ may cause you your life. Do you understand? They will begin to purge out those who profess to love Jesus Christ. It is not my words. It is the word of the Lord. And so Daniel in a pagan nation was thought of as a man of integrity. Can I ask you the question today for those of us who are believers in Christ? Can people around you who don't go to church with you, who don't know that you're Christ, can they say for real that you are truly a man or woman of God who honors God in their life every day? See, what made Daniel so special and at the same time made those envious of him 
Well, we know it was because God's anointing was on him and he excelled, but because he was a man of integrity. Why do you say that? Well, I'm going to read it to you in the word of God. And I'm going to read it starting at right now. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible version. And this is Daniel chapter six. It's verse first verse says it seemed good to Darius. And he appointed over the kingdom 120 governors to be over his whole kingdom and three princes over them of whom Daniel was one. That the governors might give account to them and the king might have no trouble. Verse three and Daniel excelled all the princes and governors because a great spirit of God was in him. That's Holy Spirit. Even though that's that's the spirit of God. And the king thought to set him over all the kingdom, whereupon the princes and the governors, watch this, sought to find occasion against Daniel. Now they're plotting against Daniel because of his success. And, the, and it says, with regard to the king, they could find no cause nor suspicion because he was faithful and no fault nor suspicion was found in him. Now here is what I want you to catch. This is what people, and, and you gotta be mindful of what people say about you behind your back, not that you care. Because see, this is what they thought of him. Verse five, then these men said, listen to this, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel unless perhaps concerning the law of his God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it again. We should not find any occasion against this Daniel unless perhaps concerning the law of his God. Daniel's enemies knew that Daniel was the real deal. They knew that they couldn't bribe him. They knew that he wasn't having an affair on his wife. He wasn't uh, beating his wife. He wasn't on drugs. He wasn't getting prostitutes. He wasn't committing adultery. He wasn't committing fornication. He wasn't uh, committing sexual immorality. He wasn't being bought off. He was honoring. Watch this. He was in a pagan nation still honoring his job, doing his job with integrity to the God that he served. How many of us, beloved of God, can say that our jobs have not infiltrated that made us forget who God is? Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. But beloved of God, they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt because of his love for God, that was the only way that they were going to get him and hook him up. That was the only way. That was the only way. Amen. And so it goes on to say later on that that they they plotted and they went to the king and they said, you know, king, you need to make an edict that for 30 days, no one can pray to no other gods but you. And if they do, they will be thrown into the lion's den. And of course, the king agreed with it. You know, that was his own natural humanity, his own, you know, stuff. He felt like I'm the man. I can do this. But watch this. They did it. Knowing that even though the king had made an edict that Daniel was not that not Daniel, I'm sorry, that the nation was not to pray to any other gods for 30 days. They knew because of the commitment and love that Daniel had for God, that Daniel was not going to not pray three times a day. And what you got to understand when he prayed, he opened his doors and he prayed. This was not something that he did on a whim. How many of us can say we're faithful prayers every day? morning, noon, and night. Let's be honest. How many of us can say that when we get out the bed, we've already given a prayer and a sacrificial praise early that morning? If we can't say amen, just say ouch. See, 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 some of us, we would have been, we would have gotten in trouble. They, they wouldn't even have to set us up. We would have already
already failed. They would have had to find another way to get get us. But Daniel was a righteous man. He he kept to the watch this. He kept to the law of God. Do you hear me, beloved of God? He kept to the law of God. So every day they, they he prayed like he normally did. So what happened? Those who were sent to plot against his life went to the king. And they said to the king, listen. King, you made an edict. And they said, we have a case to present to you. See, they encouraged the king with a a malicious and a manipulative heart. Their malicious plan appealed to the ego of the king. They used the king's decree to plot Daniel's demise. Remember I said in the very beginning, three things you got to remember. There's three things you got to be confident in knowing. You got to be confident in knowing who's in power. You got to be confident in knowing your personal relationship as relate to those in power in the natural and the supernatural and the third thing I said is you gotta know be confident in knowing where your current position is in regards to your circumstance is it self-afflicted as a result of or is it something that as a is a result of God's divine will in your life that you have no control over the circumstances is it a legal circumstance here uh, 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 it's a legal technicality but it was also part of God's divine will for the life of Daniel. Listen, beloved of God, there's nothing that God is going to do as a result and as it pertains to our lives that will not give him glory. It it, it is not something that happens in our lives where God's hand is stamped all over it. Remember, he wants to get the glory, not us. Amen. And so now what has happened is these men go to the king and they tell the king, uh, you know, for 30 days, uh, no, no, for verse seven, anyone who prays to any other gods or human within a 30 day time period would be thrown into the lion's den. Watch this. Watch Daniel's. Uh, this is this is this is bold. This is confident. Remember, I said you got to know who's in power. You got to know who's in power. So Daniel, it says, he went to his normal place of prayer where he prayed three times a day daily, giving thanks to God. So his enemies saw Daniel praying to God and they began to implement their plan to his demise. So now the bowl is ball is rolling. They say, we got him. We got him. We got Daniel. Oh, my blow. We got him now. Oh, he praying. We are into the king. And so uh, 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 his enemies went back to the king and they reaffirmed the consequences for breaking the law. You know, what, what I find amazing that is that uh, the enemy, when he uses folk, he set them up so good. He, you know, the enemy is the father of lies. He tells half truths you know and so the, these men went to the to the the um to the king and remember whoever your father is you take off that you take up the attributes of your father their father of apparently is the enemy is the devil and so what they did was they go to the king and they told the truth but they told a half truth because see they didn't tell the king from the beginning their plot was to get rid of daniel oh but beloved of god if we're reminded of what Psalms 37 and 23 says, it says the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. Do you know when God is delighted in your life, there is nothing no man, woman, child, boy, demon, a devil can do to put you in a lion's den to destroy your life. Do you understand that the den is a place of shelter. Oh, beloved of God, Daniel never stop doing the will of God. 
Can I ask you a question? In the dense situation in your life, because we all have them, we're going to have them again. But if you think about when you have those dead moments, uh, those dead moments are not normal moments. Uh, there are moments when you know uh, that there is someone in the natural uh, trying to set you up to kill you. Or uh, there's something going on uh, in the supernatural uh, that is trying to take you out. Uh, but God said, I, for those who rest uh, in the shadow, uh, in the shelter of the almighty, uh, will rest. Oh, beloved of God, Daniel's enemies thought that they were putting him in a place of danger. Didn't I tell you that the lion is said, it says that when the lion is went into the den, it was a shelter. It was a place of protection, beloved of God. It was not only a place of protection, but it was a place of rebirthing and renewing and restrengthening. It is a place that is meant to allow you to thrive and not to die so here is David Daniel I'm sorry and uh, his enemies uh, you know the it says the steps of a good man you may say well how is the good man for someone who's not a believer who may not have experienced uh, the hand of God in their life uh, it may not make sense to you that God would allow someone to go through hardships to save them but remember beloved of God there is a natural process in the world that we gotta go through in life we gotta deal with some real life issues but God is is, uh, gets the glory even in those situations if we trust them in the process. So here they go and they set up uh, 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 the, 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 the demise of the king of, of Daniel. And so now when they go to the king and they tell him who it is, uh, the king could not repeal it. He couldn't take it away. Uh, uh, he had to go along with it. Uh, but watch, this is this is another beautiful thing about this text. Uh, it says that the king was saddened. And this is chapter 6, verse 16. It says that the king was saddened. Watch this. It said the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of the lions. And the king said to Daniel, thy God, whom thou always service, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, which the king sealed with his own ring and with the ring of his nobles that nothing should be done against Daniel. And the king went away to his house and laid himself down without taking supper and meat was not set before him and even sleep departed from him. Listen, here's what I want you to also get from this text. The other thing I want you to understand from this text is this. The king was not a believer in, in God. I am that I am because that was at the time, the name, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, you know, he did not, he was a pagan. So there's two things that I want you to understand as believers in Christ, we can be friendly or we can have friendship relationships with integrity and respect for people who are not believers in God. Do you understand that the king respected Daniel, even though they had different beliefs, even though he was a pagan and, and Daniel was a Jew? We can still have relationships with people and respect those because God is a God of respect with those who don't think like we think. But see, the, the beauty of this relationship was is that he saw the integrity of Daniel. He knew that Daniel was better to him than some of his own people. He saw the integrity to this man. 
Whenever he would go to give Daniel money or different gifts, Daniel would, would re reject them with honor, but he didn't want them. Because see, Daniel, and one of the things we got to remember as believers, we are part of the world, but we are not supposed to be of the world. Even though he worked in a worldly pagan system, he did not incorporate any of the, the, the lifestyle of that pagan nation into his own lifestyle. Beloved of God, can we say that? I've heard pastors, uh, you know, I've heard men and women of God, uh, 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 even believers, uh, you know, they compare themselves to the world and say, well, if the world can do it this way, we can do it this way. We're no longer supposed to do it that way of the world. We're supposed to be doing it God's way. And then we don't understand why people are walking around making a mockery of the church and our God because we many times have been poor examples of walking in integrity and honor. Daniel honored his pagan boss. See, we can honor those that we have to serve in a capacity in our jobs, even though we don't like what they stand for. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's something about a man or woman, a boy or girl that walks in the integrity of God, that walks in the spirit of God in humility, but walks in the confidence of knowing who's in power. Daniel knew that the God that he served was a God of power. Watch this. Even a pagan king knew that the God that Daniel served had to be a real God. Remember, pagans believed in more than one God. But this man, he loved Daniel. You got to understand the dynamics of what God was doing. Daniel was set in a place. And there were other men, I'm quite sure, that were learned like David. But God will set you in a place. To allow your life to give him glory. And when you get in those positions uh, where they set you up to destroy you. Uh, the Bible says uh, through the word of God uh, that if we trust in and rely uh, confidently on the Lord uh, with all of our hearts uh, and do not rely on our own insight or understanding uh, and in all our ways uh, know and acknowledge and recognize him. Uh, he will make our path straight and smooth. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I was reading from the Amplified Version. Understand that the den was meant to kill him. That the den was meant to bring death to him. But God allowed the man of God to not only survive, but to thrive. Do you understand, beloved of God? Uh, uh, they put a, a, a rock up against the seal so that he couldn't escape no kind of way. Can we get back to the beginning of what I said? A lion's den was not a natural place for a pride of lions to be in. So it was unnatural. You got to understand they didn't have, they didn't say they had one lion in there. They probably had a pride of lions. They probably had lions in there that they had not fed, that they had poked and prodded, hoping that as soon as the Daniel got in the den, he was going to die. Oh, beloved of God, what was that thing? What was that den situation that came in your life to destroy you? Maybe it was a husband that you loved, that you supported. You raised your children with him and he found him another woman and he broke you down. You thought you would die and you wouldn't get up. Oh, but the God that you serve in the lion's den, he protected you. He sheltered you. Who am I speaking to today? 
Oh, beloved of God, who am I speaking to? Maybe it was that job or that business where you worked and you worked hard. And then you just knew you were going to get that promotion and they passed you by. You were a woman and you said, wait a minute, but I've been here longer and I've worked hard hours. And they looked past you and they gave it to someone that didn't even have all the experience you had. Maybe it was that situation with the wayward child. You raised them, you loved them, but they turned their back and they wild out in the streets like the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter. They, they just went buck wild and you've been crying and you've been praying and you had to go see them in jail and you say, God, I don't know if I could survive. But God said, if you rest in me, in the shadow of the Almighty, I will give you rest. What is that dense situation in your life? Come on, brothers. You know, we always talking about uh, the woman that has been wronged by the husband. Uh, but how many men uh, have been great husbands to have uh, a woman walk out on you uh, and leave you with the children? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, how many men uh, have had to hone down their children uh, without a wife who left them? Uh, how many Gomas and Hoseas do we have? How many dense situations we thought we were going to die. The enemy thought we were going to die. Do you understand, beloved of God, that when Daniel was in the lion's den, remember it said that the den was a place. It was a shelter. Remember, I said that. Do you understand that in the lion's den, the lioness, she went in there to bring forth birth. She went in the lion's den in order to bring forth life. Do you understand that in every hardship, every lion's dead situation, God is bringing a newfound love, a newfound strength in order to hold on to him. What does it say in Psalm 91? Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Beloved of God, remember I said in the very beginning, you must be confident in who is in power. See, the natural power was in the hand of the king. And even with his hand, once the legal part of uh, the edict that he made, he could not take it back. And when he found out that Daniel was the one that was going to be placed in the lion's den, it said that the king could not sleep. He didn't eat no meat. He didn't do any of that. His soul was restless for this man because he knew that the man had done nothing wrong to deserve what was happening to him. Remember I said you got to know why you're in the position. Some of us are not sure of why we're going through some of the things we're going through. Some of us are because of the anointing on our lives. We are experiencing warfare unlike we've ever done before. But if you know who's in power See, the king was a, had a little power, but it was God that was totally in power. See, Daniel had a personal relationship with the king uh, uh, of Babylon, but he also had a personal relationship with the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the I am that I am, the great I am. He had a relationship. So what am I saying to you today? It said that the very next morning, 
the king in verse 19 it said the king ran with haste the very next morning and he was coming to the den and he was crying and laminating he was crying and he said Daniel and he heard Daniel he said the servant of the living God had thy God who you serve is always been able thinkest thou to deliver thee from the lions oh beloved of God have God delivered you from the lions in your life oh beloved of God have you been in the dark places uh, overnight and you thought uh, that in the morning you would die uh, but something about the new morning uh, gave you a new mindset uh, and you saw the hand of God uh, respond to your situation listen the topic today was how to thrive in the lion's den. And I said it to you before, in order to survive, you gotta know who is in power. You gotta be confident in the power of the true and living God. You gotta know and be confident in your relationship, your personal relationship with God. If you have no personal relationship, there is no power. There is no one that's going to save you. The devil is the father of lies. He will deceive you and have you believing that your right is right, but your wrong is right. Oh, beloved of God, no, beyond the shadow of a doubt, the, the man of God, the king cried out to Daniel and Daniel answered him. What do you take away from this? Do you know, beloved of God, that in that den, God allowed the animals, the actual lions that were meant to destroy him. Do you know they gave him comfort in the night? Oh, beloved of God, our God controls everything. He said in Job, who is I, who are you to be mindful when I allowed and separated the firmaments from one another, when it was I who created and knows the time when the mountain goats give birth. Oh, beloved of God, listen. The very thing, the den experience was meant to destroy him. It did not destroy him. The lions in that place, it was a place of shelter. It was a place where they got rest. Daniel, can you just imagine those animals? Probably God allowed them to cuddle him and give him because it was probably nice and cold up in that in that in that den. And they probably made a circle around him and gave him some warmth. He probably laid down on one of them. But what we know is that he survived. He didn't just survive, he thrived. And the very ones who plotted his demise, them and all of their family members. See, we're in a time now, if you're listening to this podcast, and you just coming to see if this woman of God got some power, if she really teaching some stuff. Because I know everybody that come on ain't coming to give God glory. But that's okay. I know the God that I serve. See, they were angels that God sent to protect Daniel. And for every believer of Christ, there are angels that God have that protects us. Understand that when Daniel woke up that next day, the very people that plotted against his life, they, they, they were now placed in the lion's den. And you have to be careful when you begin to plot on the men and women of God in their lives, their children and speak ill of them. Because see, your 
people who are operating in hatefulness and deceit and all of the evilness, they think that they may have the upper hand, but they don't understand that their actions not only affect them, but their children, their wives, their family members, their parents. And as a result of their evil, wicked scheme, you know, some could say, well, why it, it, it wasn't just them? Because, see, what you got to understand is that that seed of discord and hate is part of a lifestyle. So it was better to get rid of the whole lot of them, because if, if the son or the daughter or someone, they may have had the same attitude as their wicked father. Or maybe they didn't, but they didn't have a choice of what their demise was going to be because of their father's actions. You know, there's a, it talks about the sins of the father. That's mother, father falls on the son, daughter, the children, generational curses. So we have to be mindful I pray that on today, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen, John 3 and 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's love. That's being love in action right there. Jesus Christ was crucified for you and I. You know, sometimes we allow the world to do us anything. It comes a point in our time, I I just say, try Jesus, give him a chance. Give him a chance. It says in Romans 10 and 9, you might heard some people say, you know, sinner's prayer, but it says that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, See, that's where the transformation takes place is if you believe it in your heart, not in your emotions. Believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead. It says you will be saved. It's just as simple as that. And then you connect with the church that they're teaching the word of God. They're teaching love. They're teaching the full gospel. They're teaching you all of the the gospel of Christ. and, And you can see the love of Christ in that church, man. Go and be loved on. I pray that as as a result of the word today, that you were blessed. I pray that as a result of this word, that you now know how to survive in the lion's den. That you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are confident of who is in power which is God, you got to be confident and knowing who, what your personal relationship is with the father. If any, if in other words, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, you better get it because without a relationship with the father, the son and the Holy spirit, you lose. And lastly, know your position. Understand why you're going through what you're going through. If you got to reach out to someone because it doesn't make sense, because maybe what you're dealing with is supernatural and maybe what you're dealing with is like Daniel, a legal situation, laws or whatever it is. But know and understand it. And then in the whole process of everything, continue to trust God. Continue to trust God and believe that he will continue to bless you and keep you in every area of your life. We thank you for tuning in today and we pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Tune in with us weekly right here on the Podbean app and Apple iTunes. Also, tune in with us for our radio broadcast on the DFW Den Radio Gospel Station. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. 
Catch us on social media, Being Love in Action Podcast on Instagram at Being Love in Action Podcast. And if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, reach out to me on Kenya Green Williams. Amen. Listen, it is always a pleasure and an honor to be here with you week after week. I love each and every one of you. I thank God for you. I pray that through the story of Daniel, you learned what being love in action is. Amen. Listen, always remember, no matter what the circumstance is, that God promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And listen, Until next time, remember, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And remember, in all circumstances, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And I am Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Until next week, see you again. Have a blessed week. Love you. Bye-bye.